This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Plus Money Golf Show with the Pro and the Caddy. That'll be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Chris is here keeping everything running, keeping the stream on the internet. That's what we need. We got Adam at AC Miller PGA, so we can check that box. We have a card. It's back. Smitty, how you feeling? What did you uh what did you think of the match play? Are you recovered? Yeah, I'm recovered. I was was not feeling very well there, so my apologies for not being on last week's show, but I feel a lot better this week. And um I mean it was a pretty good week though, just to be, have to be sitting on a on a couch and hanging out and watching golf. Like the match play events were really fun to watch and super competitive and some guys turning heads and then some also guys some also not so good golf going on with like the likes of John Rahm for for one. I mean, you want to talk about concern. If you're a John Rahm guy, you should be very, very concerned. Well if you're Luke Donald, you're really concerned because there was not a lot of European flags on that final sixteen uh or even winning matches i mean yeah they got a lot of work to do because the u.s looked strong for 30 guys deep and they really did Ryder cup i mean zach johnson had to have been taking notes because some of these guys that are kind of lesser name guys but we talk about a lot like burns and kitayama and young they were just stepping on people's throats like no other yeah, you were right. Match play is different than your standard tournament. Uh, Young was just stomping people out. So was JJ Spawn. I mean, he just, Spawn just ran into a buzzsaw with Xander, but man, he stomped his whole bracket hard. It was just, you know, Mackenzie Hughes played good. There was a lot of good play. I mean, for 200, what do they say, like 120 holes at Rory and scotty played i mean it was the final the final what was it down to the final four that uh rory and young match went deep and even the scotty and burns i was surprised that they those two guys end up beating rory and scotty i think but if you watch the consolation match scotty and rory just look completely worn down i mean yeah, i think mentally. i think they, i think a really uh interesting thing was for the weekend was watching Scotty actually struggle at times and hit human because we don't really see that all that often um, in normal tournaments and in this match play stuff he he struggled a little bit got he dug himself holes early and had to climb out of them and then you know would go back and forth and squeak it out at the end and everything and yeah you're right though him and Rory both just kind of looked like uh, who was going to pass out yeah, you know, and withhold the other guy there. So that was it. Was, that was interesting to see. And then these young guys just seem to have so much more energy. And not that like Scotty Scheffler's old by any means, you know what yeah. I mean. But like some of these new newer faces, I'll call it the guys that are playing just, week to week, right? And yeah. they're playing every single week. And you think those guys are the ones that are going to burn out, but they're the ones who who held strong. And I mean, man, golf is in a great place. I mean, Scotty had a pretty tough lineup. I mean, 
Davis, Riley, Norrin, and Kim. And then he has to go in and play Poston, who was coming in hot, and then play Jason Day, who was even hotter than that. It was just he didn't he had the hardest path to there, I felt. If people didn't know about JT Poston until they started watching the match play, they do now. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know about JT Poston, obviously, but like, man, the guy's so just even keel goes out there, plays golf, does his job, hits putts, goes on to the next pole, next hole, you know? I mean, he's fun. I thought he was going to go deeper. I mean, I said, so did I the week before I was like, if he gets his putting fixed before match play, it's going to be game over for some of these guys. And he, I mean, he closed out his bracket pretty easy. So that was, that was great to see Kucher and Day play really good. We've kind of been on them for the last few weeks, but man, they, both of those guys looked really sharp. Day just kind of looked like his allergies bothered him, and then he kind of got worn down from – it seemed like after he got the allergy medicine at the turn, he just like dropped off against Scotty. I don't know if it affected him, you know, like his mind or, you know, like just got head fog or whatever, but mm-hmm. he seemed to really slow down his momentum after that. Kucher seems like Scotty as – Another unaffected, just calm all the time, no matter what guy. He'll kick your ass and tell you you had a great afternoon and smile and shake your hand and you can't even be mad at him. And Kutcher yeah. tied those most match play wins with Tiger. He said something was like, oh, that's good to know. I actually tied one of Tiger's record. Now I only have 300 more to catch up to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, but Kutcher makes it out of his group and... Then he almost takes down Day, right? I mean, that that says a lot about him moving forward. And Day got in the Masters because he got to the final 16, so or final eight, I guess. So, yeah, it was good for him. He's for sure. Good play this year has really paid off. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Jason Day's arguably one of the best players in the world right now with how he's been playing in 23. It's crazy. All of, all of a sudden, he's just back. He was disappeared for three, four years. I right. mean, just off the planet. So do these match play results sort of indicate where we should be looking for the masters? These are the kind kind of the guys who are playing well at the moment under pressure. Uh, or are they not related the two courses? I mean, the only time I would say that it's really gonna make a difference is like was it the year Tiger one where we had four guys that were just taking it deep and it was almost like a match play situation or you you mean you have that quite often now at the end of Sunday where you've got three guys and it's just try to make as many birdies as possible so Augusta is just a whole different animal I mean some of these guys that have never been there never played there are really gonna have their hands full because you've got guys like Day and Scotty and Scotty hasn't been there that many times but Day and uh, even Kucher or uh, Spieth who have seen every possible type of weather there, every possible condition. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the experience of guys at Augusta is second to none. I think some of the guys like maybe Poston who doesn't seem to get like overwhelmed by much could maybe do well there just because it's not going to be like I'm at Augusta, you know, like the whole got to play 18 every day, every day. Like the guys that get there and they just get burned out by Wednesday. And then when it's tournament day, they've tried well, to play seven rounds before the tournament and they're, they're just smoked. And Poston is a machine on the greens. Yeah. So that helps. You got to look for guys that are good, really good with their driver and really good 
putters or short game guys that make a lot of up and downs saves sand saves are really important at augusta but uh <coughs> speed it's yeah the guy's on the rail <laughs> from the bunkers speed home I mean, Max Homa's getting to be a yeah. Spieth bunker guy. Like, how many highlights have we seen already this year of him holding out from a bunker? Uh, yeah, you're talking about two of my favorite golfers in the world. So, yes, I, I'm very much aware of those two guys and what they can do on the golf course. But I think Rory, with the way he drove the ball this week, has and putted with a brand new putter, brand new driver shaft, has got to be. I mean, he's got to be feeling like he could win this year, like for sure. He didn't hit very many wayward drives, maybe a few, but at 120 holes, that's pretty good. How confident did Rory look off the tee? Whew. He was just lacing every hole. Dude, Insane. You're hitting the ball so fucking hard. They're coming off the ground. Yeah. That- I think it was Scotty I saw hit a drive. He came completely off the ground at the point of contact. I mean, the course that they were playing is designed for that almost where you have these big severe down slopes in the landing areas. So uh it's not a course that's probably designed for tour play. It's more for your average 280 off the tee guy, but these guys were pounding it 370, 380. I mean it anytime you give them wedges in their hand, it's gonna be game over. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a different experience. Uh, should we get into this week? The uh, the Valero Texas Open at TPC San Antonio, built for pros, experienced by you. That's what it says on the website. The bunkers in this place are ridiculous. You're like multiple feet in the ground, below the ground, below the T, or not below the T, below the flag. And I see some of this tall grass, too. Are they doing a, like a nod to the British courses here? Is that what they're going for? Uh, or I think it's just the design of the course. Uh, it's a, yeah, I think it was redone not too long ago. I want to say maybe Sergio did this course. Sergio. I know Sergio. Um, but it's a great, it's a great course. It's a, you know, TPC course. I don't know if JT's not Ooh. playing this week, but that was my next question. He's taking the week off. I mean, he's already in the Masters, so he doesn't need to play. He needs a break. A lot. He needs a lot. Yeah, he needs to just hit the greens. And you know that you know that you know that Jordan is really feeling like he can win uh, the Masters if he's not playing this week either. Yeah, Uh, I think that's I think that's a big statement by him not playing in this one, saying uh, I need to be ready for next week because I can win this damn thing. He's right where you want to be. I mean, he's been playing really well lately. He has. He should, I mean, he didn't drive the ball that great. He, you know, he didn't. I thought it's he, crazy. that was probably the weakest part of the game that week. It's crazy, week. though, how how he's been scrambling, though, lately, which I feel like a lot of times, I mean, not without looking at the numbers and everything right now, but a lot of times when he struggles off the tee, he is just a mess everywhere. But he's been yeah. scrambling really well. And even, but again, he misses a green, goes into a bunker, puts it to a foot. The dude is a. I don't just walks away. I would probably say like, like Phil in his prime and maybe Tiger in his prime are the only two that would have have a short game. You know, it's like if you had a sh- you know a chip to save your life, who would you pick, Jordan, 
Tiger yeah. or Phil. And it's like, uh, just flip a coin because they're all good. He just finds a way, I think. And I think it was two years ago when he was driving the ball so bad that his short game really got good because obviously if you're driving it bad, you got to have something go your way. It, yeah, sort of lose one sense, the other one gets better. Yeah, but he's definitely got the distance. Um, but I mean, it's it's Jordan and it's the Masters and the guy's always in contention there. It has been since he's started playing there. I was sad though that he's not playing this week. Yep, I'm a little bummed JT Poston's not playing. <laughs> I think uh I mean, Jordan has a history of playing tournaments that he's been loyal to, but when he's before a major, he's been known to not play just to refresh. Oh yeah. Texas. He tends, he makes sure to play most of the Texas courses. I'd assume. And he may have missed the sign up date knowing that he had match play thinking he was going to play on Saturday. And I think the sign up deadlines are like Friday at five. So he probably thought he was going to go deep in this and didn't make it. So. That makes sense too. I mean, he's going to be down there all week, but my understanding, I don't know if it's true or not, but that Augusta does put pressure on past champions to be there for like the women's Saturday for the women's uh, final round, you know, to shake hands and congratulate the girls and definitely on Sunday for the drive chip and putt. Cause if you've got kids in golf, or even if you just watch casual golf Sunday, this Sunday is going to be like, it's the best thing to watch from seven in the morning till noon. It's just the drive trip and putt is probably the coolest thing you'll ever see. And it's these kids from like seven to 15, they qualify locally, then they have a regional and then they have like a sectional. And then those kids get to advance to Augusta and it's like the coolest thing ever. Those kids are about 20 times better at golf than your average Joe six pack out there swinging a club probably more than 20 times (laughs) watching some of the shots. These guys were making during match play, like getting themselves out of jams and stuff. I'm thinking, man, if I had a hundred or even 500 tries, I don't think I could do that. Chip it up 10 feet, you know, above the elevation that I'm on and then have it stop and roll back towards the hole, which was, which is to say that I knew which direction it was even going to land in the first place to put some spin on it. It's crazy when you start thinking about the geometry and physics of it. Like I play a lot of pool and I guess that's the same kind of like you see the lines as you're looking at the, at the golf shot, I assume for your veteran golfers, but there's, you know, wind, yeah, wind involved in a, in a billiards game. Yeah. That shows like what they (laughs) practice. I mean, they practice those shots when they're out there, but you'll, you'll see it a lot at Augusta. If you ever go practice rounds, they, do chipping from all over, but they'll probably spend 80% of their time practicing during the week at the short game area, because this is where, I mean, that it's a totally different animal chipping at Augusta. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, I mean, your short game is where you're going to make your money anyways. But when you, when it comes to some, some place like Augusta, if you don't have your short game down, you can kiss it goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even bother showing up, driving right. down the route that, big long driveway i mean yeah, really it'll be great this week because we'll see every commercial every third commercial will be a master's commercial a tradition unlike any other jim oh, nance so jim good. nance still doing that 
Oh yeah. He's, re- he's he retiring is. from college basketball, isn't he? But he's still going to do golf. Yeah. Good. Hello friends. You got to have Jim Nance. with uh Trevor Immelman. I think the new guy um, for golf. Oh, I don't know my golf commentators yet. I know it Jim should Nance. be good. I mean, I'll be watching all week starting tomorrow. The women's tournament starts tomorrow and Sunday for sure. Drive, chip and putt Saturday for the women's. And then geez, the TV coverage starts on Monday. So we'll be able to watch plenty of interviews before the show next week, man. If you're a college football fan and a golf guy, this is really just the sweetest little two week, three, four week period in sports you get your masters right as the as the tournament wraps up it's a beautiful thing i love it because the masters tells me that winter has to loosen its icy grip (laughs) at some point the masters is on the birds are singing it's about to be nice out didn't they get busted using uh imported bird noises uh like bird songs of birds that don't actually live down there i've been there i mean it's you it's you. I don't know if it's pumped in, but I don't think so because there's no speakers anywhere. I don't know why you'd need to add anything to Augusta. It's the only place I've ever been to where you can stand in a crowd of 400 people and you can hear birds and you can hear nothing. I mean, it's like the strangest thing ever. Highly civilized inside the boundaries of Augusta. Even the guys that drink 50 beers in a day are still civilized. It's not—it's like <laughs> yep. opposite of the waste management. Like a guy can drink 50 at waste management and he's got a shirt off. A guy drinks 50 at Augusta and he's, you know, can still walk. Why? How dare you remark upon my consumption? I does what I want. And the beers are like three bucks compared to what, 14 bucks at waste management. Adam got those. Adam's there drinking his his fifty beers with his bird book, yeah. going through looking up. Oh, what is what is that one? Oh, okay. Double tailed finch. Actually, last <laughs> time I was there, we were drinking uh, free scotch. So that sucks. Bad. It's not a bad way to live. Well, get into these picks, but first, when you jot these picks down on your little post-it note, here's a place you can go to put those things to work for you. Over the weekend, go see our friends at Jazz Online Sportsbook Casino and Racebook. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wagers. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. Down the stretch you'll come. Gets me every time. Love it. All right. Top 20s. I haven't even looked at the odds. I was I started looking at the course and I got lost in its eyes. It's so beautiful. Do we need to talk a little bit more on the course or not? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested. These bunkers and uh, strategically placed trees. I assume these bunkers are placed right to the maximum distance of a lot of guys' drives or within 20 yards. So you got to decide to hit it over or lay up. I like these bunkers because it's like the grass edged. They're not like 
where the bunkers don't just slope in. The greens don't just tilt right in the bunkers. You've got grass, so it's just, they'll probably grow it up to be a little thicker. And yeah, one, I think, I think the bunkers are more strategically placed here. There's not like a million of them, but there's enough to where they put them in spots where they're going to be troublesome for guys. And they do usually set this course up to play similar to Augusta. So the way they mow the fairways, just to give the guys playing like a little bit of kind of taste of what they're going to get next week. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool with the way they do that. This clubhouse is something else. It looks like a castle. Yeah, it's like a JW Marriott property. Yeah, I saw a giant water park in there. Yeah, it's sick. So, that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if you're playing this week and you've got kids, like, this is probably the best tournament to go to because you can just dump your kids at the water park all day and not have to worry about it. Am I looking at a bunker in the middle of the green? Yeah. That's awesome. That's brilliant. Why have I never seen that before? Is this the only one? I think so. But the way the green slopes, you can putt around it. I've, and I think a couple years ago, maybe uh, I was trying to think who, not Tyrell Haddon, but one of the guys actually chipped across. <laughs> so he was, he was right in between where the pin was and he just like chipped it right across there. That's what I want to see. I wonder if I, if there's odds on that. Somebody skips one across the it's green a P bunker. die course, so it's gonna play similar to uh to uh the players, but it's a good track. All right. Do we have any past winners in this field or are most of your past winners taken off this weekend? Uh we got well, JJ Spawn. Yeah, Ooh. he's playing. He won last year. Yeah. Speeth was in twenty one. Corey Connors is playing, he won in nineteen. I was about to say I had him. That's the one guy I brought tonight. I Charlie, saw him on the list. Charlie Hoffman's Charlie first Hoffman. twice. Second yeah. twice. He's and he won, won. In, he won in 16. And then like Andrew Landry won in 18. Kevin Chappell in 17. Jimmy Walker in 15. Dynamite. I mean, this so. is all one of the old events. You can go back to 1922 for this event. So this is one of like the, the old original events, like the Texas Open. Well, I'm all over Corey Connors this weekend. Then I saw that lit that name in the list and I remembered him from some of the TPC courses. I thought, doesn't Smitty pick that guy? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I was trying to see who all old guys that have won. You know, Palmer's won this thing a bunch. Oh yeah. What? Tom Watson in 87. Old Tom Watson. It's not a lot of history of playoffs in this event. I mean, the last playoff was in 09, Zach Johnson, who won back-to-back -back in 08 and 09. It's weird with scoring last year how, like, Spawn won at 13 under last year, and then you look at previous years, like the previous three years, well, four years, not counting 20, but, like, Spieth won at 18 under, Connors at 20 under, Landry at 17 under, and then it goes back to 12 under, 12 under, 11 under. So it's yeah. – they? Have they shifted things a little bit since the last like three, four years to where it's like, all right, we got to, or were guys just lightning? You know? uh, I think some of it may be weather controlled. They've only been playing here since 2010 before they're at La Cantera, which is a sweet track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 
I don't know, maybe just the depth of field or something. I don't know. I found that to be a little interesting though, because there's just three years that don't seem to fit. Well, that's interesting. Kucher finished runner up last year. Yeah. So that's a good pick after watching him last week. Huh. I'm seeing at 30 to one to win. Yeah. I mean, top 20 getting ahead of myself. Sports didn't look at it. Watch him play last week. Yeah. Kucher's plus 140 for top 20. Yep. Spawn plus 150. I mean, the two favorites are Tyrell Hatton and Ricky Fowler. Which, yeah. I mean, when was it's, the- cra- it's crazy too, though, that favorite, even, even being a favorite Ricky for a top 20 is even money. Yeah. You know, the only guy who's, who's not plus money is Terrell Hatton at minus 125 to be a top 20. And he didn't do anything last week, did he? Yeah. Well, he, why? He let, so he went out, I believe he had a hand injury last year or last week. Sorry. Oh, okay. There's some sort of hand injury and everything. So that's kind of a deal with him. And I, I'm not really sure the extent of the energy injury, but I kind of just heard about it. And he was on the weakest bracket, and he was the favorite and didn't make it out. Yeah, he kind of bowed out, I think. But I think it was in, more injury related than anything else. But well, either way, can't have it. <laughs> Seems like if you were injured the week it. before, this week's not going to be a great week. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. A, Matsuyama, who, you know, if I he pulled out last week, why would you just not go to Augusta? I don't know. I mean, he's a past champion. Why wouldn't you just go? It's like taking yeah. Thursday off work and going in Friday. Why would you do that? Yeah, makes no sense. Besides that, and his fourteen putting aids that he had while he was working on his putting, it was almost. Yeah, he seems like a much. weird. He seems like a weird dude that I just I try not to dig into him too much even brad faxon who's a putting guru who helps rory was like that's too much for me to even look at (laughs) (laughs) can't handle it all right let's see where do we start smitty what do you got for top 20s here at tpc san antone all right so i have uh plus money golf app first my first guy I want to mention is a guy that uh, should have been in the top 20 a couple weeks ago, um, but literally tripled on 18 to fall out of the top 20, which pissed me off. Um, Alex Smalley at plus 280. I think he does. I think he does the right things um, that this course needs uh, to be successful. I think he can be a guy who can sneak in the top 20 there. Um, then I have Nikolai uh, Hogard at plus 240. Um, he, he's been playing really good golf. Uh, his, his past seven events globally, just cause he doesn't, you know, obviously doesn't play all the time in the PGA tour events and everything, but his past seven events globally, he's, um, had five, he's had five top 15 finishes. And then obviously, um, you know, runner up last week, um, at the Punta Cana. So he, he's a guy who's playing some good golf right now. Uh, then I have Matt Wallace plus one ninety. Going to continue playing some good golf this week. He won last week, right? Correct. He was the yeah. winner last week. Yep. And he did good the week before too. He was like a top five, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I like I like his game. I mean, like I said, I was 
I was laying on a couch pretty much all weekend um, watching this, and I, I just really liked the way that that he played, and I, I felt like he was worth plus 190 um, on a top 20. Um, then I have a, a guy who is lightning in a bottle, um, and he showed it was uh, Akshay Batia, uh, plus 360, top 20. Dude shoots a 63 on Saturday, was it? And then comes back and just, I don't know, he just kind of fizzles out. But he's a, he's a guy that has all the potential in the world to win any, any, any uh, tournament that he's in. And uh, I, I feel like with this field this week, it's a really great opportunity for him to cash in in the top 20 and for us to cash in at plus 360. I like that. And then I have I have my last guy my last guy I put in um, was Charlie Hoffman at plus four hundred for a top twenty. You know, I haven't heard that past, name in a while. Past winner, weak field guy who's played there a lot. I'm hoping that he can sneak in top twenty, pay us out a little bit. Well, every time we mention guys on our text chain or on uh, Discord, like oh that guy's getting hot, then they just seem to like run into a brick wall. So. <laughs> if one of our picks gets close, if Ricky's getting close to winning this week, we might want to just like go to radio silence like we did, yep. you know, when uh, <laughs> JT won. It was just yep. radio silence for 13 holes. Oh, man, that was a highly energized afternoon. Just refreshing. It was the 4th of July weekend. I was out doing stuff I couldn't even watch. So what do you got for top twenties, Adam? Uh, I got a Beeson Hoot at two thirty. I just think he, you know, I think he played last week, but didn't do very well. I uh, didn't make it out of his bracket, but he, I mean, this is a kind of a weaker field. He usually does pretty well in the top twenties. He did real well at the players. Didn't yeah, he? and then uh, Shank at two sixty because I've picked him and he's done pretty well the last few times. So um, that's about my only reasoning for that. He's a pretty steady player. Uh, he he could possibly get a win. So, um, and then Eric Cole at three hundred. Uh, I'm just gonna keep riding him until he gets a top twenty, and then gotta happen. Eric Van Ruin at plus three sixty. He kind of plays these longer courses pretty well because he's a bomber, uh, and he'll have wedge in his hand a lot. And then my last guy for a top twenty was for coach, but. He, you know, he does owe us a drink because he talked us into. He, he said we need to pick this guy, and we were just like, I don't know, and he didn't win. So, coach does owe us a drink. So, but I picked Dylan Wu at plus four hundred for a top twenty. He did get in the top twenty, but he didn't win. So, um, yep, the same hand grenades. Coach yeah. told us he would win. Yeah, and he didn't win, but I figured I'll just give him a little boost this week. So. <laughs> There you go, coach. Now he'll come through. I thought it was Brandon Wu. And is it? it. Okay. Wu. No, you're probably right. I we're think still, there's two we're still with the Wu. There is, yeah. yeah it's Brandon yeah. Wu. Ah, look at that. Hey, I'm learning. There. Well, there is a Brandon Dylan Wu, too. There we go. Actually, I'm, I picked Dylan Wu, not Brandon Wu. See? You got to specify these things. Brandon Wu is at like 350. <clears throat> nah. We like Dylan Wu, 400. <coughs> Who's in your top 10? Smitty, you got any Woos? <laughs> uh, I, I do have C. Woo Kim at plus there we 340. Go. I, there's a Woo. So there's a Woo. Um, 
I mean, with Siwoo, I've talked about him before, right? And, and his capability on the golf course. The guy can really play. And uh, he's been, even with his misses, I, like off the tee this week, like driving out accuracy is going to be important. He Even his misses have been salvageable um, off the fairway. So I feel like, uh, you know, with that on this course and then on top of the, the fact that he can go 64 if he really, you know, on, on any given day, he's a guy that, that I, I feel like can be in the top 10 there. Um, I have Corey Connors at plus 260. Um, guy's proven to be able to win here, obviously, and, and plays really well every single year for the most part. Uh, I have Matt Kuchar at plus 300. We just talked about him and the things he's been doing this year. Uh, I think with this kind of field too, and the kind of golf he's been playing this year, I mean, how is he not? Yeah. How is he not? How is he, how, yeah. How are his, yeah. And, and a runner up last year, how are his odds not a little bit better here? Um, still being 30 to one to win. But I uh, think last year he had to win to be able to get into the masters and he didn't he win. He did and he didn't. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was like what the first time in 12 years that he hadn't played in the masters yeah. or something like that. So uh, then I have I have Ricky Fowler at plus two ten, and then also have Nikolai Hogard at plus five hundred, top ten. That guy can play some golf. Yeah. Yeah, especially lately. I'm excited about my top ten. I like my top ten, so they'll probably be shitty, but. <laughs> <laughs> I must I must have cut out. I have four. I got Siwoo, Kim, Corey Connors, Kucher, and Fowler. And Hogard. And, and Hogard. Hogard. Plus 500, baby. Ooh. We ain't glad we doubled back for that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> we should do a... Uh, after we do our winners, we should put together one of those underdog pick'em contests. Did you not uh, crush the last one? I believe I saw some profits roll into the account. Yeah, I do usually. I usually do pretty good with with underdogs uh, in the PGA. I like yeah, I like it. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, it's football is tricky, but golf. If you know the golf and you know to go like per, birdies or strokes and stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I'm being on vacation. It's uh, and three little kids running around me all the time. It's a little tough. <laughs> exactly vacation is not about smitty and his golf picks it's about no, it's water not. slides or pancakes or whatever the kids want to do who's going to win this golf tournament though somebody's going to we do no we didn't nope i don't have your 10 adam yeah we haven't got to Jeez. that Jeez. Right. Myself. this is why i write everything down in the notes app adam 10 space yeah. all so right so i I have a Akshay Bahadia 850 for a top 10. Just he's been steady. I think he's getting closer and closer. I wanted to take him there. 850. That's I, I really, nice. I, I love the guy's game. And he's, I hope that guy comes to, to deer this year. Cause I want to go see him play in person. I love his swing too. Yep. Um, and then I picked Bo Hostler at 550 Cause we're at Texas and he's a Texas guy. And 550. Yeah. For a nice. top 10. And then uh, Taylor Pendrith at 600. Just, uh, I don't know. His name just stood out to me. He was my sixth guy for a top 20. Yeah. I'm like, ah, do I keep him off this list? Do I not? I don't know. I mean, 
because when he's when he's healthy, he's proven to play really well, and he's yeah. a really good golfer. So I was looking at him like, there's got to be something else that goes into this with what his odds are for this week, and I I couldn't really find a whole lot to tell me one way or the other, so I just ended up leaving him off. Yeah. And then my fourth guy was Pearson Cootie at twelve hundred for a top ten because he's another Texas guy, and I just think being in Texas uh, looked like there was a lot of former. TU players in the field. So I liked him. And then my fifth guy was Lucas Glover at 1400. He's been slowly playing good all year, just sneaking around. He'll either have a top 20 or a 10 and then he'll just fall off. But such a good dude. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to root against the guy, especially when it pays 14 to one to root yeah, for, for a the top guy. 10. It's crazy. Yeah. What were the odds on Cootie? I was too busy laughing. Uh, 1200. At- <laughs> and I think it's I think he's just playing this week. I don't think his brother's playing. The Cootie Bros. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's Watch just out Texas. Hide your daughters. Hide your I mean, wives. Cam Champ bros. is at fourteen hundred. It's crazy. And these books don't know what they're doing. That's where we come in. Actually, Luke Donald's playing too. I just saw that. A plus 2,500 for a top 10. He's another one of those guys that's just been like hanging around. Then it's about time to break through for old Luke Donald. One of these Lukes. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a, there's got to be a, uh, you know, he's got to catch up to Day and Kucher who are kind of resurging their career. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pick Max McGreevy this week, so we're safe there. That'll probably be the week he does well. He'll probably yep. win this week when he's at <laughs> plus 150,000 to win. Plus 150,000 for Max what? McGreevy to win. Wasn't he down in Punta Cana, like hanging around the top five? And he got, uh, he finished T50. Oh, he had a he rough had one bad time. round. Same with Gliglick, was playing pretty good and had one bad round. Wyndham Clark just had a few mediocre rounds in a row. (laughs) I knew when the book had Wyndham Clark specific bets that he probably wasn't going to win. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you, here's the bet. If you just wanted to sprinkle a little bit on a guy that's still a good player, still decently long, a little older, but Davis love is a plus 18,000 for a top 10. (laughs) He's at 250,000 to one to win. I mean, why would you? That's like worth a dollar at least. Yeah. I mean, shit, throw 10 bucks on there and take a sabbatical. I mean, how many times have we seen these older guys go to a lesser event and just crush it? Nice weather. Were their experience and understanding of golf courses just glows? I mean, how many times did Stricker win at John Deere? I mean, the guy was just a machine there. Yep smoking those young kids he's still playing well so <laughs> yeah <laughs> guy still knows how to swing a golf club and side note off topic being in the state of missouri right now i just tried to submit something on underdog and it tells me that unfortunately Pickham in missouri <laughs> is not offered <laughs> so Missouri, like, get your shit together i can't i can't even i can't sports bet <laughs> yeah but you or can dk do, there can or you? do fantasy sports there Oh my God. You can't DK there. 
No. No. <clears throat> no, if he can't play an underdog pick, Man. he definitely can't go to DraftKings and do nothing. I gotta drive, I gotta drive like an hour north right now and hop into Illinois and put in all my stuff. <laughs> you gotta loop through Iowa when you're going down that way or Kansas City. Yeah, or I'll just be uh texting one of you guys my sign in and tell you what to put in. Yep. There you go. If you live in a state that doesn't hate fun, go to underdogfantasy.com and use code plus money, all one word plus money, and they'll match your entire deposit up to $100. You're walking in the door. You're hitting a hundred dollar bet. There's no better way to get started. All right. We're down to winners. Smitty. What do you got? Corey Connors, 30 to one, right? He's not 30 to one. I wish. Oh no. He's 18 to one. I will start uh, with Ricky Fowler at plus 1,800. Dude's back's against the wall for the Masters. You know, if he wants to play in the Masters, he's got to win. Um, and uh. strokes gained and approach, um, putting, those types of things are all really big this week. And when his game is on, those are some of the things that are beautiful with him, especially, you know, his wedge game. When he's on, he's on. Um so if he if he's doing those things right this week, he's got a really good shot. Uh, then I have Siwoo Kim at uh, plus twenty two hundred. Um, he's more than talented against this field to win. I don't I don't I think that goes without being said. Uh, then I have Matt Kuchar at plus three thousand. Ooh. And then I have yes, I have Corey Connors at plus twenty two hundred. And then at plus 5,000, I have Nikolai Hogard. Um, hope, hoping that uh, his strong play can kind of continue to roll over into this week. Like I said, hit him in the top 20, top 10. And, um, I mean, we're really cashing in if he if he wins this week. So, Oh, oh that'd be a nice little hit, 50 to 1. For a second, I thought we were going to have all five of the same picks. <laughs> <laughs> I I like, I mean, even with him, you know, He's at for uh, what is it? What is he right now for? Sorry, he's at a he's at a he's at plus one thousand for a top five as well. Which I mean, wow, some good money to be made on him if he if he continues to play. Because if he plays as well, if he plays like he did last week, he's going to be in the mix this weekend. There's no yeah. doubt about it. So if he continues to be consistent. I, I think he's got a real shot here, and his numbers are just too good right now after playing a really good tournament. Yeah, you hang around and have a good round on Sunday. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. So you got a similar list, Adam. I'm yeah, gonna I was surprised. Have- I thought it was going to be the same for a second there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I have Ricky also at 1,800. I just feel like, man, he's he's due. He's getting closer and closer every week, and I feel like last week gave him some confidence putting wise and that he can still hang with the big dogs. So I got Ricky at 1800 and then Siwoo Kim at 2200. Just he's playing really good. He's at um, nice prices this week. Yeah, yeah. And then I also have Kucher at 3000. who I feel like he's kind of the same situation as Ricky. They, they want to get in the masters bad. I mean, Cooch can still, maybe he can still play the par three, but he, Probably wouldn't if he didn't get in. Um, and then I picked uh, Taylor Montgomery at 2,500 because he's been pretty steady too all year. 
and then had to go with JJ Spawn at 3,000 after last week. It just felt like, man, that guy, I thought he was going to run away with the thing after his second match. And then Xander just came out of the woodworks and put it to him. But he he was playing really good, and I think he's just going to carry his good play over to this guy week, too. Win, you'd see a guy win five or six holes and then lose four. Yeah. No. I mean, Scotty was, what, three up on Sam Burns and then lo- loses. I thought that thing was over. I mean, I think Burns was up, and then Scotty just charged back and then it was like game over am i am i looking at this right from from last year that spawn was plus fifteen thousand? oh it's possible i mean so I'm, I, I was kind of digging into this a little bit here so i was looking at this uh you want to look at some of these odds that have won this i mean my hogard pick you know is kind of looking even prettier there but like Spawn at fifteen thousand. Spieth was twelve hundred. Corey Connors twenty thousand. Andrew Landry was plus twenty thousand. Um, then you have like Kevin Chapel at thirty three hundred. Hoffman at three thousand. Walker three thousand. Like the these numbers, the average in the last thirteen years, twelve years, is plus ten thousand nine hundred for the winner. So we were talking about, man, we're getting some really good odds on these guys. Yeah. Well, the reason is they have no idea who's going to win this thing. <laughs> I mean, if you go down to that, let's say 10,000 on DK, this is the names. You got Sepp Strockett, S.H. Kim, Patrick Rogers, Van Ruin, Grillo, Eckhart, guys who could Bahadia, win. Luke List, Joseph Bramlett, who played really good last week, Hoffman, Dylan Wu. I mean, those are all guys that are right in that 10. Thousand five hundred yeah. range, and you, guys you, that could win. If you just if they said we'll just give you these seven or eight guys and against the field, you'd probably say, okay, yeah, there's some great players in there. Yeah, Austin Eckhart played really good last week, and he's just kind of been creeping along there in the web. But he's one of those guys that's kind of like, uh, um, getting these web starts and tour starts because he's playing well week to week. So. Mm-hmm. And there's some guys that you even like, usually when you get down to like the, the plus 25,000 in that area, you know, yeah. to 20,000, you're like, who the hell are these guys? Well, I mean, there's guys in here that we definitely know, you know, you talk about like the guys um, like cam champ at plus 18,000. You yeah. have um, Michael Kim at plus 20,000, Harry Higgs at plus 20,000, Adam long at 20, you know, Stuart sink is in there. Francesco, I mean, Stuart Sink, didn't he win one or two events last year? Uh, In the wrap round, I'm pretty sure he won. He might have, yeah. Jason Hadley's in there, plus 25,000. Callum Taron, my boy, is at plus 25,000. Francesco Molinari's at 9,000. And he he always starts to play good this time of year. Like uh, Golf Digest said, five guys to watch this week. Ricky Fowler, Kucher, Harry Higgs, Padraig Harrington, and... Akshay Bahati. I mean, mm-hmm. Padraig Harrington has really been playing good on both tours. Um, but I didn't even see Stuart Sink on there. I probably would have picked that guy for a top 10 easily because he is still plenty long, but he's crafty. Yeah, same just, as, same as Davis Love. I mean, 
at 250,000. Yeah. There's just, there's, this tournament lacks star power, but there are a lot of solid golfers playing this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of solid guys on the tour right now. Like you say, golf is in a good spot. It is. It's deep. I mean, not to, I mean, obviously to bag on live, but I mean, if you look at their 40, please do live sucks. If you look at their watch it, I have tried and it's, it's not fun to watch. It's brutal. I I can't watch it. You lose track of what you're watching because there's no like rhythm to it. But I mean, if you look at the depth of their fields compared to like, if you look on here, guys down to like 30th place, you know, if Nick Watney's like could beat half those guys on live and he's one of the lesser, you know, like almost at the bottom of this list. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. And, you know, like I read yesterday where they said DJ's only played 22 rounds since last year's 22 competitive rounds in wow. the last year. So it's like, how is that guy getting competitive with? say, uh, you know, Davis Riley or, you know, Cam Davis, who's played 40 plus rounds already this year, competitive. Yeah. And below par for most of them. Unlike yeah, these live guys and I not mean, playing dudes who are washed like Phil Mickelson. Yeah. I mean, the guy shoots 78 every round. I mean, you know, it's, it's really hard to say that the live guys are going to, I mean, that's going to be the greatest part of Augusta it just adds a whole new layer of drama with the live guys there this year. But I think it's really going to be tough to go in there and pick a live guy, except maybe cam Smith. Yeah. Because yeah. they're playing with, I wouldn't say B league, but B league players are guys who don't hardly play. Mm-hmm. Golf is a game to be at the top level. You have to play and play in. I mean, with the elevated events this year, half of these top guys on the PJ Tour have already played 24 and, to 28 rounds in elevated events. Yeah, you have to be playing with competition that pushes you yeah. to be at your best. If you're playing with a bunch of shitty golfers, you're going to be just another one of the shitty golfers. Yeah, and they make a big deal about, oh, he won $4 million like Danny Lee or Charles Howell. Like, I like Charles Howell. But, I mean, that... uh. <laughs> Sam Burns just won three and a half million and beat a lot, a lot of good players in a super deep field compared what are you to about? it's comparable. Come on. <laughs> you could take the top 48 from the match play and play, you know, 48 against 48 and it would be no match at all. You want to talk about bad TV. That would be bad TV because it would be <laughs> so lopsided. I mean, it would be, I was trying to see like Adam Scott was the 45th ranked player. Taylor Montgomery was 44. 48th player in the match play was JT Poston. So if <laughs> JT Poston is the worst guy on your squad in a 48 player match, I like my, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. Make it like They're- a club event, like 48 from this club and 48 from that club play. And I mean, I like JT Poston against Phil Mickelson, 10 out of 10. Yeah. No way does Phil beat that guy ever. Yeah. 12 out of 10. Even when JT's missing two footers, because we've seen Phil miss a boatload of two footers that meant something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, iron sharpens iron and these guys are doing the opposite of, of that over there. I'm not sure I would trust sitting 
or you know how like Phil would all bring that people out of the crowd and be like, here, stand here. I'm going to hit practice no. shots, over, <laughs> shots over the top. I don't trust I, JT for that, but I'm not, I'm not sure I'm trusting Phil anymore for that. Like, seriously. I mean, I mean, I'm probably speaking a little bit too much, but like about that, but it's like the guy just isn't good at golf anymore. No, like Fred, Fred couple summed it up best when he said, you know, you're going to pay this guy that's 52 years old, to go out and shoot 78, $200 million. God bless you. Right. <laughs> this exactly. is the best line ever. <laughs> yep. Can't wait to see what Phil has. I mean, we'll never hear about it, but what Phil would have to say to Fred about that comment at the champions dinner, but knowing Phil, he probably just laughed it off. Yeah, he doesn't care. The check. Well, because yeah, because in Phil's eyes, he won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't. You can't. I don't know. Get the best of a narcissist because they they will never right. accept that that's what happened. But it's like you know, in golf, Tiger is the pinnacle. Like same as basketball. Like Jordan's the pinnacle. You can compare Phil to Tiger all you want, but what, it's the same as like LeBron versus Jordan. But when it comes to like major wins it's not even a comparison mm-hmm. you Boy, know it really is phil and lebron are equally just you annoying ra- and you rarely hear players maybe one or two ever say when they were kids like i looked up to phil mickelson like he was my guy it's like no you didn't you were out on tour for three years and then tiger came out and people forgot about you yep. and he's just been that stepchild in the corner a lot like Greg Norman was when Tiger came out or when Phil came out. Just jealous as shit. He, he is. I mean, he's very vain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Super Making nice if you meet him at a tournament. Way. I mean, I will say he's one of the nicer guys at a tournament, but thinks a lot of himself. I suppose you kind of have to, to believe you're going to hit all these but, golf shots. I mean, PJ tour players, you have to think you're the best no matter what anybody says. I mean, that's the only way you look. Well, watch such, the Netflix. Look at Kepka. He yeah. thought he was a world beater, gets beat by Scotty, and it's like the guy just totally lost his mind. Can't handle it. Such a such a mental thing. You know, I mean it is it is in all of sports, but golf is definitely one of those one of those mental things where if you aren't there, yeah. I mean, think just think about because what is I mean a normal a normal game, I mean of of most sports is two and a half hours, right? And you're talking about being out on a golf course for five yeah. hours at a time all and day. trying to keep it all together. And where you might have 12 to 13 minutes after you knock a putt in and go and sit on a tee box and sit there and wait for 12, 13 minutes before you start playing again. Golf's yep. like the only game. Like when that one guy gets into your head, it's like you have no chance of ever beating that guy. It's like that guy's ahead of you. It's like, okay, well, I'm playing for second. Like everybody on that plays golf competitively has that one guy that's like when you see him and you have to play him like in a match play or a four ball or whatever, even at your local club, it's like that guy's in my head. I mean, I even, I have a guy like that in my club that's like, I've been playing against this guy since basically I, you know, moved up here and first, no matter what, I cannot beat this guy. Like a daily round, sure, but anytime it's a something that means anything, when I see that I'm playing him, it's like, yeah, <laughs> he brings his A plus game, and I if I have my A game, I still can't beat the guy. It's just he's in my head. 
It's a mental game. It is. All right, I'm going to run through these picks in a nice, concise way for the listener and their post-it notes. Smitty's top 20, Smalley, Hogard, Matt Wallace, Batia, and Hoffman. Adam's top 20, Biesenhut, Schenk, Cole, Van Ruin, and Dylan Wu. Smitty top 10, C. Wu Kim, Connors, Kucher, Fowler, and a it says Hogarth. It says Howard, but we know it's Hogarth. Hogarth. Don't don't fucking do that to me, phone. We know it's Hogarth. Adams top ten: Batia, Hostler, Pendrith, Cootie. That's a real person. Glover and Donald, Smitty, Winners, Fowler, Kim, Kuchar, Connors, Hogarth. Adams, Winners, Fowler, Kim, Kuchar, Montgomery, Spawn. I like those. I like those. And don't forget about, about Davis Love. For, you know, I'm telling you. $250 for every dollar that you wager? That's uh, $2,500 for every dollar you wager. Oh, well, then we're doing that, right? <laughs> I mean, that would be, be a terrible financial decision not to do that. A top 10 is 18000 So for Davis Love, I mean, Man. if you get him on a top 20, it is 5000 to 1 for a top 20. About that. Yeah. We're taking that. I mean, you have to afford not to. We can't afford not to. All right. Smitty, the wife is probably wondering where you're at. We'll let you get back to your vacation. Thank you people for listening. Thank you, Adam and Smitty for all of your hard work. We do appreciate it. If you haven't already subscribe to the fantasy sports corp channel here on the YouTube, you're already here. So it's super easy. Tell your friends about the show, stuff like that. You can find uh, all things patriot sports and by extension plus money golf on patriotsportsnow.com follow smitty on the on the twitter at c smith eight with an f follow adam on twitter at ac miller pga pga means it's working all right best of luck with your bets this weekend we'll see you right back here for more plus money opportunities next tuesday or jump in the discord and we'll just bet together all weekend adam say something cool that golfers say well i got a lot of stuff on order you know credit trouble Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.